0: Hello and welcome back to a new episode of that lovable football podcast that we all know is After Extra Time. I am your host, Jacko, and with me, as always, the partner in crime, the co-founder of After Extra Time, Mr Adam Green. How
1: are you? Very well, mate. Nice to be back, Jacko.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a while. Sorry for those of you who have been uh, sort of hoping that you see one. Uh, see an episode pop up in your uh, iTunes library or on your Spotify playlist. We have had a breakaway, um, but seeing as the football is now back in in full swing, um, hence we are back. Um, this is the first episode of our third season. Yeah, I think it is, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah season season three of the domestic leagues. Um, for those of you that have just found us and you are sort of new to the show, welcome glad you could join us. Um, this is just a Millwall fan and a Leicester fan and occasionally a Derby fan <laughs> talking about how shit their clubs are, why do they support their clubs and then just have a sort of general chat and mainly have a go at Greeney for being wrong about um, <laughs> domestic football um, in England and occasionally Scotland. Um, we'll start with today, Greeny. Um, Yeah, I know we've we've had a couple of weeks already, but we'll start at uh, Emirates yeah. with uh, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Um, obviously, Arsenal have had back-to-back London derbies and zero points from two games. Four goals conceded, none scored. Mm. How, as 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 a sort of a fan looking from the uh, from the distance, where do you see Arsenal going at this moment in time? Because. Not for... You know, there's that's two games that I've seen them now. I don't know if you watched them against Brentford the other week.
1: But I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, they had moments of of decent decent chances, but they just look so poor at the minute.
1: Yeah, mate, I have to agree. I mean, the final third, they haven't got a goal scorer there. They've put it in the net, for one. No. And, uh, mate, I, I think the signings have been poor. Ramsdale, mate, 26 million, is it, plus six million add-ons, or 24 plus add-ons.
0: Sorry, mate. Can you just start that again? Because you, you broke up before you... Got oh, sorry, mate.
1: Yeah, so I'm just saying the, the signings are horrific, mate. And, uh, I mean, let's look at them. You've got Odegaard, who did do well when he came in on loan. But is he going to change that squad? I don't yep. think he will. Ramsdale, mate, the price tag, near enough 30 mil they're for him with the add-ons included. Yeah, I don't think he's a well-beaten goalkeeper, to be honest with you, mate. and I, I, I mm. can't see him... I can't see them going forward, mate. I can see him going backwards. I just can't yeah. see them going forward. And it, and it's not like me, because if we go back to previous episodes, mate, or last series, I, I was big in Arsenal up, saying yeah. there'll be a team to watch this year. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm definitely wrong there, mate, because I, I haven't got any good points, really, to say. Apart from today's game, you might agree with, is the first 10, 15 minutes are on top of Chelsea. And and they're Um, getting down the flank with Tierney. Was up and down and flanks, and I thought. Yeah,
0: "Mm." I I, I felt I felt at times they had periods today where they were on top, but as as you mentioned, you know, with obviously Lacazette and Aubameyang out due to COVID, they've been relying on uh, Martinelli, Baligan and Emil Smith Rowe was sort of their sort of main striking options. Obviously, they've got Pepe and Saka on the wings, but. Yeah, I think Tierney, Tierney was sort of a creative spark down the left side, and I think I'm hoping that he'll be back after the international break, because if he isn't, that's a massive blow for Arsenal. Mm. I, I do rate Tierney. I, I've been saying this for a while now. I think only of only a handful of players at Arsenal would I take anywhere else, and Tierney, Smith-Rowe, Saka are probably three of the main ones that I would. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they look good. I think Chelsea, on the other hand, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm genuinely putting them up there as title contenders. I actually
1: agree with you, mate. Yeah, I really do.
0: Do, do you think they've solved their goal-scoring options with, with the signing of Lukaku? I mean, obviously, he scored today, but the guy has got a very good record of scoring on his on his debut. Did it West Brom, did it at Inter, did it at Man United. Obviously, he's done it at Chelsea today. Um, do you do you think that solved the issues? Because obviously Werner came in last year. We had a discussion about November time whether we saw we, we saw him as a flop or not. Mm. I, I said at the time that you know the guy needs a season. He's got to adapt himself to the league, but he hasn't been great. But I think that was partly down to VAR and how the offsides were done. I think he might have better fortune this year with the rules that they've changed about it all. Mm.
1: But yeah, going back
0: to my original point, do you, do you feel that Chelsea now have got all of their bases covered
1: with the signing of Lukaku? I, I do, mate. I think they're the full package now They signed him. Uh, he's proven goal scorer wherever he's been, even when he was at United and they weren't yeah. the best. He was still scoring goals and now he's much <laughs> leaner, mate. He's quicker. yeah, yeah Mate, you, you can drive the ball into him, he'll hold it up. You can put mm. the ball in the air, he's going to win it. He's going to win the head. And he and he just knows how to finish. He's he's a right. class class act, mate. And I think they've got a, a good buy there um, yeah. in Lukaku, mate. And and the thing is, mate, you still got players like again. I'll touch on him, Alonso for Chelsea. who I said to you, like I'd always play Alonso, yeah. and he's still keeping Chilwell out. I don't know if Tuchel sees him over Chilwell or I don't know what that is, but I, I he's, think he's been class.
0: I, I think a lot of the managers have taken a step with some of the managers have taken a step with regards to the players coming back from the Euros. Mm. Um, Obviously, the the Kane situation, which I want to sort of push on to in a bit. Um, But obviously, some of the England players, they've wanted to give an extra bit of rest. And I know that Tuchel has rotated Chilwell and Alonso a lot since he's come in. Mm. I, I don't necessarily think that Alonso has pushed Chilwell out of his position because I think Chilwell is still an effective um, part of that Chelsea lineup. I mean, I, 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 rate the, I rate the guy. I know Leicester fans have had a lot of issues with him over the last sort of couple of years, but I, I genuinely think Chilwell is one of the best English left-backs that we've got at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see that being an issue. I think if he's got the squad and he's got the numbers to use them, then by all means use them. Um mm. uh, I still think that maybe he might just start Chilwell with the Champions League games for the time being and then adapt it further along into the season. Um, but I must admit, one of the things that I was genuinely impressed with Arsenal today was, was Leno's save for Lukaku's potential second. Um, I think that's, that's Leno's sort of giving... I don't know a hint that he's he's trying to sort of stay there and and try and get a bit of form and work his way back into that number one goalkeeping position because at the moment Ramsdale to me is just being a very expensive bench player.
1: Yeah, and me, and me, I just think it's a waste of money. Yeah, I, I really do, mate. I mean, yeah. I I don't think he's any better than Leno to be honest with you. I mean, they had a top click, a top class keeper, mate. And we, I think we had this conversation before. Yeah, Martinez when he when he yeah. got his chance and and he didn't pull a foot wrong, mate. No. And and I think he's a top class keeper. So yeah. why would you go out and spend near enough thirty mil on Ramsdale I think, I think and, top, and sell Martinez?
0: I think the issue you had there was longevity. I know yeah. I know that Leno is just come to that because goalkeepers sort of prime is their mid mid thirties. Um but Ramsdale if you know, if Leno was was to go or anything like that, you've got longevity in there. I, I'm not necessarily saying that Ramsdale's a good enough keeper. Mm. I did defend him when he was at Bournemouth, but last season at Sheffield United, I, I don't think a I don't think he had the defenders in front of him that gave him that help compared to his last season at Bournemouth. And b at times I don't think he covered himself in any glory. But then he had to compete with Henderson. And how well Henderson had done the, the season before. Um, I, I think Henderson is a better keeper than Ramsdale anyway. Um, mm. But I think it's it's a tough one for Ramsdale to sort of follow up on. I, I, think, I think you and I touched on this in a,
1: a chat we had the other night.
0: I, I think that they've missed a trip by not going for Johnston.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um,
0: I, I've rated him. I, I think he's a quality keeper at the Championship level. And I think he's very good at the Premier League level. And he could do a job, probably anywhere. Um, yeah, I I agree with that, mate. But, but we'll, we'll we'll move on from Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, we're gonna talk about the sort of the issues that Spurs have had over the summer. Obviously, they got a they they believe they won today against Wolves. Mm, yeah, uh, was it one nil in the end? It was, uh, yeah. Where do you see Spurs going? Do you and uh, well, A, where do you see Spurs going this season? B, do you see Kane at City or Spurs this season? And C, if Kane does go, what do you think Nuno, uh, what do you think chances are that Nuno will still
1: be there at the end of the season? Well, good questions. Um, mate, I, I think Spurs, I think they'll be up in the mid top table. Eight, eighth, and above would be a good season for them. uh yeah. With all the speculation, I mean, if I think personally myself, mate, I think Kane will stay. Just the reason being, yeah. I don't, I don't think Man City are going to have enough money to spend out another hundred and fifty mil. They probably yeah. have got enough money, but would they want to spend two hundred and fifty million one transfer window on two players? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Greenish might just be their missing link, but uh, I think if if he do if he does go, I think they're in a bit of bother because I'm thinking. Have they got time to recruit someone in at a high standard to mm. replace the high standard player? Now, I was always thinking if they sell Kane, they could have went for Lukaku. Yeah,
0: um,
1: but obviously he's gone. So, no. who else are you going to get? Well, the, the rumors for, that know. I'd
0: I'd read because
1: you know, you know me that I, I've
0: I've been saying that Kane's been going to Man City since they announced that Aguero was leaving, mm. which was mid March, I think. Yeah um the way there was a chain of events that people had been suggesting um that started with the tammy abraham move to roma yeah which basically meant that roma were going to go for someone which then meant that spurs were then going to go for someone because kane had been moved and abraham had been moved and other teams had needed strikers um, and, and that person that it, Spurs were going to go for was La Toro Martinez, mm. um, Lukaku's strike partner at Inter. Um, I, I'm still adamant that Kane will be at Manchester City. Um, if it isn't in the summer, I'll be very surprised. If it isn't in the winter, it's got to be at the end of next season, or at the end of this season. Um, that they, they will have to have something in place because I I highly doubt Harry Kane will want to stay one more season at Spurs than he has to. Bearing in mind, he could be missing out on the chance of winning Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, League Cup, all the things that he hasn't been able to do at Spurs. Um, Hmm. But what what about Nuno? What what do you think about that managerial appointment? And and do you think he could fit well with Spurs and and get them up? Because obviously they had their you know, they've had two games. They've won 1-0 in both of them. They're, they're sitting at the you know the top half of the table with six points after two games. You know, it's not a bad start for Nuno. And they've had the Premier League champions out of the way already.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right, mate. They've had the champions out of the way. I mean, I, I think Nuno would do an OK job. I mean, he's not a massive name. And he'd done well with Wolves, with a, with a small squad.
0: Would you not say that he's a massive name well, sorry.
1: Let me rephrase that.
0: Would you say that he's more of a recognised name now with what he's done at Wolves
1: in the three years that he was there? I th- yeah, I, he was at Wolves. Of course, mate. Yeah, I mean, you I, I wouldn't have known him if he didn't go to Wolves, mate, and done what he'd done. To be honest, hmm. I think yeah, he's, he has—he has made his name bigger, and especially in the English football. I—I <laughs> just feel for him a bit with this Harry Kane situation coming in dealing with that sort of crap, you know. But he's proved it, mate. He, he's done well without him. I yeah. mean, the people were slating him the other night for the Conference Europa, whatever it is. Yeah. But again, I think he'll do Spurs the world of good not being in it Yeah. and, let, and focus full season on the Prem and UFA Cup.
0: Where Where you know. do you stand on the whole saga with Kane? Because obviously there's a, there's a lot of videos going around of... You know, I, I don't know if you saw it. Was, there was a debate live with Roy King, Jamie and Gary Knight, Yeah, I've seen and it, And a yeah. of football fans. And a few of them I recognise from Arsenal Fan TV, the, the Manchester United Fan TV that they've got. Where, where do you stand on, on Kane and his, his summer and the way that he's done things? Is that something that was uncalled for? Or do you believe that it was it would have been something that you may have done if you were in that position? Or do you genuinely believe with what Kane was saying, with that he was guaranteed an extra spate, uh, extra break uh, away from football to, to catch up with his family, have a rest after the errors and then come back for, for Spurs?
1: Mate, uh, the, what I think of it, I think Kane's been an absolute tosspot yeah, oh, really? I really do. Fair enough, I get the point. Is if you you played in the Euros, you can have extra time off. I get that. I totally get that. Mm. But I just feel he's always Spurs have always given that chance, yeah. and and he has done well for Spurs. I will give him that. But look after your fans. I mean, you don't want to piss them off, and especially yeah. if that move don't happen. I mean, it's a bit like the Maris saga when he was at uh, Leicester, and yeah. he was going, then he wasn't, then he was going. The fans in the end, mate, started turning even though he was playing for Leicester at the time. And yeah. and and they didn't want him to play. Full stop. If you're gonna go, go. If you're not, make sure you play and put the shirt on and play for your your team you're at now. But yeah. I, I just think, I I think they'll be better off with him, mate. Now I think there's too yeah. much gone on. Just oh, you can do one, mate. But who's got that type of money? And is Levy, uh, Levy as you know, mate? He's a businessman at that club. Yeah. He ain't gonna let him go for peanuts, no. Nah. And he wants that money. But I'm just worried, mate, if they do go, what's Spurs going to do? Is it just going to be, they don't sign anyone and Son steps up to the plate? Is that enough? I don't know. Well, I think,
0: I know at times last year, Mourinho was, you know, management, this management of Spurs seemed to be getting enjoyment out of using Lamella a lot more than he had been under Pochettino. Mm. Um, but then I felt that I think the better front three without Kane there would be Bergwine, Mora, and Son. I, I just feel that there's a there's better um, ability there than it would have been if Lamella was in that starting side. Yeah. Uh, I think Deli Alley is going to be very key this year. I, I think if, you know, Nuno has obviously come in. New manager, new chance. Obviously, there was a lot of, you know, looking at that Amazon documentary of Spurs, you know, there was obviously an issue with Mourinho and Ali about Ali's training and the way that he does. Um, But obviously, it's a fresh start for for both Spurs and Deli. Ali to sort of try and push forward and, and get his form back into a place where he might be able to get back into England and look for, you know, look for a chance of going to the World Cup next year. Yeah, um,
1: it's felt at the right time for a minute. Yeah, I, I, well, you hope so, but obviously, mm.
0: time will tell with that. Um, just, just moving on to the other game today. Um, a surprise result, to be honest. After what happened last week, uh, Manchester United got uh, a one-all draw away at Southampton. Um, obviously, you were again. You and I had a discussion the other week about. Southampton's situation up front, hmm. um, and we'll talk more of that in a minute. But ha- were you surprised by by Southampton's result today? And and do you think that with Ings no longer there, Southampton have got a big gap to fill in terms of strikers? And 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 do you think that Armstrong can can bring that? And do you um... think Southampton will stay up? <laughs>
1: Well, I, th- I, th- I think after that result, mate, I think they they'll, they'll should stay up because I didn't expect that at all. Mm. The way United were first game, I thought they looked really good. Yeah. Um, with the strike force, with Ings now gone, it's a massive, 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 massive boost to fill. But plus, plus side on that, mate, Che Adams was having a, a really good season last season, I thought. Yeah. and he, and he And he did start picking his games up. It took him a while to get on the score sheet when he moved. Is Armstrong the right man? I don't. I don't think so. I don't know if he'll be a, uh, good enough for the prem. I don't want to speak too much, Kate. But I don't know that much about it. I mean, you and Jack would know more from the championship side yeah. of it. But he, yeah, he did score goals in the champ. But as you know, mate, it's a different ball game. Um, I think Jay yeah, Adams you, would be the more
0: again. But you you look at that argument, and you look at the likes of Watkins, Adams, Vardy. Yeah, there is that. Um, yeah. Bamford, you know, all, all these guys mm. have got decent amount of goals in them and they have yeah. you know, spent a considerable amount of time in lower league football and done it at that level. Um, yeah,
1: you're true. And I, I think he probably will come good if you give him a season, like, like Che Adams, everyone was saying, what a waste at the time. I think he's a great striker now, mate. And it now has, he's got the freedom. I think, I think once that
0: goal went in against Man City, that the one where he lobbed Edison from about yeah. forty-five yards. I I genuinely feel a weight was lifted off his shoulders, and since then he has been more more effective in front of goal. Obviously, Danny Ings has been their top goal scorer for the last two seasons. He's now at Aston Villa, and obviously, again, you know, Adams managed to to bag a goal today. It was it was a good finish, to be fair. Mm. Um, but but Manchester Manchester United side of it, do you, do you still? Do you think that there is still that inconsistency there?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, mate. I mean, I spoke to a a player earlier who's a who's a Man United fan. He goes, "Do you know what? It's the same old United. We go out, have a great result Mm. last week, and you feel they're going to push on now, and and and, you know, and and follow that up with Southampton.
0: Didn't
1: happen, mate. It seems like they just can't beat the lower sides. Mm. You know, and and now, mate, I did have United to finish probably. and this is going to be a bit, a bit uh, strange to be saying it, but I had them up there probably to win the prem this year. Yeah, and and now I was think that, no. was that,
0: But was that before last week's game, or was that after sort of watching them and yeah. the way they could play? Because obviously, I know, I know a lot of people have criticised Pogba in you know through throughout his time in the Premier League, saying that. He turns up when he wants and yes, he, there is a player there, but for whatever reason he just doesn't seem to do it every week. And last week he showed that. I mean it was it's one of the best games I've seen Pogba play in the Man United shirt. Mm.
1: But but do you
0: if Pogba doesn't play well, United doesn't don't
1: play well? Yeah, I think there's a few players there, mate. I mean he, if Bruno don't play well if Pogba don't play well, I think they're bang average side. I mean, yeah, going off your other question, mate, I thought after last game and I watched United play, I thought they look, they look really good. And especially mm. like Popper had a worldie. They're going to be hard to beat. I mean, yeah. plus side, they haven't lost, mate. They've got a point. But yeah, with the players they've got, you'd expect them to go to Southampton and set three points, in my opinion. Well, you, yeah, I, I do agree. I think I definitely would have expected something similar to,
0: to what happened last week. But then again, I think, I don't know about you, but I feel that fans are definitely having an impact again. Yeah. As, as people have expected them to do since they came back in. Um, so, you know, some games that you probably sat there and thought that they'd get a, a decent result away from home has ended up being a game where, from from what I heard, that they've managed to scrape a point.
1: Yeah, and I think you've hit it on the head, mate. The fans have made a, a, a big part again. I mean, I'd be a bit worried, mate, if it was how we were being playing without fans for Southampton, because I mm. feel like they probably do need the backing at this sort of time, mate, losing yeah. and stuff. And I think it's probably felt nice for them, get behind them, give yeah. them a bit of oomph. And uh, yeah, I think United, mate, they seem to play better without fans, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so, but I I, I, I think United would be up there this year, but I don't think they'll be yeah. title challengers.
0: Well, before we, before we discuss... Man City and, and their demolition job of Norwich and, and then obviously to discuss Norwich as well. Who do you see as the top four uh, from what you've seen so far this season and yeah. who do you see going down? Good question,
1: mate. Uh, top four uh, I'm going to go Man City, Chelsea um, Leicester and the fourth spot, mate, is quite difficult but I think Liverpool will be up there. So they will my top four Bottom three to go down. It's yeah, got to be Norwich. Hmm. I think. I think Watford. And I'm, I'm gonna say Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm interested by the Leicester comment. <laughs> Especially as you said that you thought after the last week United would could potentially win the title. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you've not mentioned United. You've not mentioned Spurs. No. I, mean, I, I can't see Spurs getting the top four anyway. <laughs> But do, do you feel, you know, putting your Leicester ties aside for a moment, mm. can you see with, you know, the injuries to Fafana, can you see that? You uh, know, and, and obviously, we we don't know how Dak is going to get on with mm. this season. Obviously, the, I'm sure Leicester fans will want to hope that Ianacho and, and Vardy continue their, their rich vein of form. Mm. But but do you think at the back that they're going to be strong enough throughout the season?
1: I think I think they'll be strong enough with the likes of now Bertrand, the Bertrands come in, Vestergaards come in. Yeah, I mean you've got Smichael played with Vestergaard at international level. You had Bertrand mm. who played with Vestergaard at Southampton. The only reason I say they're going to go top four, I think it will be out of them in Man United. That's the reason I didn't say United. I think it'll be a battle again for that fourth spot. Yeah, but, but I just feel surely Leicester can't let it slip a third time. I really can't see them letting it go again, but you never know. We've done it twice, and and if they don't make it, United will be in that top four. Yeah. If if Leicester don't make it, but yeah, we'll move on to Leicester later on.
0: Yeah, see for me at the moment, my, my my top four are Man City and Chelsea. Yeah, I can't separate the two. I think that that first game between those two could could be very good. Um, I think because of. I think Liverpool are going to be a lot more consistent this year now that they've got their players back, and I genuinely believe from what I've seen that Jota would be the better one up front than Firmino mm. in terms of goal scoring opportunities. I, I just feel that Liverpool will will finish third. I will see Manchester United finishing fourth, and I, I, I'm not doing this to, to to spite any Leicester fans or anything. I, I genuinely just think that. Leicester will be there, but I can't see them getting that that fourth Champions League spot. I do see them finishing fifth. Um, my my bottom three at the moment. I'm going Norwich, Burnley, and Palace.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad shout. i mean, It's not... close to mine.
0: Uh, we we had this discussion last year, and it was it got quite heated. I, I still stand by my my, my statements though. <laughs> But Burnley <laughs> haven't really invested in anybody this se- this season, and there's not been a lot of change from the players that he's used over the last sort of two or three years. And Burnley have slowly gone backwards. Now, we obviously we don't know what the situation is behind the doors. You don't know if the owners just sort of not re- prepared to give them any money, and he's keeping it all, or there's no one out there that wants to go to Burnley, or they're just out of Burnley's price range. I don't know. But I just feel that Burnley aren't good enough. And and yesterday, you know, they they gave a good account of themselves in the first half. They looked like they could potentially get something against Liverpool. But Liverpool obviously have the better quality, even without the likes of Robertson, Fabinho. Firmino obviously was on uh, was wasn't starting. He was on the bench. Um, I, I just feel that Burnley haven't got that depth. In hand, and mm. I, to, to me, that is just them down this year.
1: I can't see them staying up. It's interesting, interesting, mate. I think I like to say from the last time we had the debate, I'm near enough in agreement, mate. To mm. be honest, I think if they do go, they'll probably finish the, the highest at the bottom three. So I think they'll finish third from bottom. Yeah, I don't yeah, think absolutely. they'll finish bottom. Uh, yeah. I don't think they'll finish bottom at all, mate. I think there's worse teams in there. Mm. Um, but yeah they're, just, they're slowly going back like you say I feel mm. as well, I mean if you can't beat Brighton mate who, are, who I feel will probably be down, there. I know they've won two out of two at the minute but if you can't beat the likes of uh, Brighton it's not looking very good for you
0: Yeah, I think the the first game of the season is always difficult anyway um, regardless of what, what level or tier of football you're playing, the first game is always difficult, everyone's got that expectation that the season's going to go well or they feel that the players they've bought in are going to do the job and all that sort of stuff, and and you know it, it doesn't always happen, um, unless you're likes of Man City and Liverpool and Chelsea. Um, mm. I, I just feel I, I think Brighton are going to be in a better place than they were last year. I, I think Brighton. I think I think Brighton are a good side. Um, I, I don't think they're a poor side at all. I think just last year they. I think the fans for Brighton are going to be massive. I think a lot of this is going to be down to fans. A lot of clubs are going to have this back this year and it's going to give them that extra bit of morale or intensity or passion that they they probably didn't have last year. And and that sort of um, urgency about making sure that they get those results. Because obviously with fans not being in the grounds last year, you had a more relaxed atmosphere. The teams were able to sort of play with less of that pressure in front of them. But now they've got back to 10, 15, 20, 25,000 fans in front of them that they've got that pressure again. Um, so, yeah, so I think it might benefit the likes of Burn, uh, for, the likes of Brighton, Leeds, Brentford. I think those are going to be sort of safely in mid-table. Well, one, one team that I do think might struggle again this year is Newcastle. I know they spent massively on Willock but I don't think that's going to solve all of their issues. And I think Sam Maximan staying fit is key. I think Wilson needs to be scoring goals. Their back four needs to be staying fit and constantly around to so that they're not chopping and changing and having a situation similar to what Liverpool had to deal with last year. Um, the goalkeeping situation, I'm not quite sure about. I'd definitely take Debravka over um, Woodman. But Mm. I think it's just going to be a a case to see what happens. Um, But anyway, going on to some of yesterday's action. uh, Manchester City, there's no easy way to say it. I think just thumped Norwich into (laughs) submission yesterday. Um, 5-0. Jesus was on top form. Who's, do they need Harry Kane after
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, mate, it did look good. But then I look at it, yeah, they put five goals past a, a, a poor Norwich side. Mm. Uh, it was, I think it was expected, to be honest. Yeah. They, they got a thump in, mate. Norwich just haven't got the players to, to compete against that sort of team. No. I think we've had this discussion before, mate, when mm. we first did our first series, when Norwich were in the Prem. Yeah. And I was saying... They're just nowhere near, good enough. You no. know, And they're, they're a yo-yo team. They're like a West Brom. They go up, they go down, but don't spend big money. And again, I just don't get what Norwich want to do this year. I know, obviously, you're going to say they want to stay up, but I can't see it, mate. There's just no. there's not been no investment in players to compete. I, don't, I really don't think that's... A, I think that's the worst Norwich side coming up, mate, than what Norwich have had previously, in my opinion. Mm. And that, and I think they will finish rock bottom, and I think they'll struggle to get points. Yeah,
0: I, I think you know, for me, Emi Buendia was probably one of their better attacking players, mm. along with Cantwell last season. Yeah. Um, obviously, buendia has gone. There were rumours that Cantwell was going to go to Villa um, as sort of replacement for Grealish. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I think this is a long term plan in in the way of of what Norwich are doing i know it's I know it's not what you agree with, and we've had this discussion in the past that you know if if you want to try to stay up in the Premier League make sure you try and stay up whereas I've sort of said you know mm. these these models have worked in the past, but you know you, you have to be clever with your investments at the time um and again, I think it's going to be that argument for Norwich. It's whether or not they they try and focus on getting the ten wins or the 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 twelve wins that they need out of the bottom half of the table, and then sort of say when we play the likes of Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, United, we we have a free swing. I will say that Norwich have been incredibly unlucky with their first sort of five or six games. I don't think there's an easy one in there. No. Um, And again, fixture lists uh, are sort of key to to begin with. You, You want to try and get yourself some points on the board, but when you have to go away to the Premier League champions from two years ago and then the Premier League champions from last year and you've got them back-to-back, back, it's not a nice start to the season. I don't think anyone really wants that when you've just come back up. Um, mm. But they obviously they obviously have a lot of faith in what Farker brings to, to Norwich. Whether or not they'll have patience to deal with going back down again this year, I don't know. Um, so that may change if, it, you know, going further along, especially if someone decent comes up. Um
1: Sort of what I wouldn't get though, mate, as I, I mean, I'm not no Norwich fan, Norwich yourself, but would you want to see that with your club just going up, down, up, down, up, down? Because um, I, I don't think I would, mate. Uh, yeah. As a
0: fan, you want to see your team win.
1: Regardless yeah. of what level it is, you want to see them win. Um,
0: I think if you're giving me if you're giving me every other season a year of watching the best players in the world or some of the best players in the world playing at the highest level of English football and then telling me that I'm going to win it win the championship the following season I do you know what I'd take that I really really would mm-hmm. um but then that's more me personality wise and and sentimentality wise that I mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be quite happy with that yeah yes it'd be a a frustrating long season watching your team get beat 4-5-0 every week but again you get that at all levels of football and if you find a level where you're winning every week it's a lot nicer to watch Um, yeah I mean I I get that but then then again looking at it from a a sort of logical perspective if Norwich are getting 120 million or whatever it is for TV and, and sponsorships and all that sort of stuff for a season in the Premier League and they're reducing their budget by, or their, their expenditures about 30, 40 million. It just means that they've got so much more chance to invest in other areas of the club going forward that perhaps in maybe two or three, four years time of this, they do a Burnley or they do a Huddersfield or a Brighton or, or a Leeds where they, they just stay up. They've, they've got mm. what they need. They've got every little piece made. And then they're in the Premier League for so many years.
1: Is is that Farker though? I mean, mate, he's now been in the Premier League. Is it twice he's been in the Premier? Yeah. Surely he's not. He just can't. Again, I, I, I don't know how to go off it. Do I go off well, it yeah, like I mean, the, is, is it the
0: management? Is what, this is what I've just been saying. It is one of those are the board gonna have that faith and trust in Farker that if mm. they are to be relegated this year, that he'll take them back up again. Mm. Or as you mentioned, you know, he's had two seasons in the Premier League. Yes, they won the title last year, um, in the championship, but do they need someone then to sort of push on from that? They you know, Farkas is yeah. peak with that club, they need to they need mm. to then get to the next level. But then who goes there? Who have they got that, that is prepared to sort of stay there and try and fight yeah. for it? You know, yeah they, West Brom did it with Allardyce last year, that failed. Mm. Um you know, there's obviously it's very early in the season, and Norwich are at an incredible disadvantage already. A with the fixtures, and B who they've they've had to play, um, mm. and their goal difference is already looking bad because of it. Um, but it is, you know, as, as sensible or as as stupidly obvious as this is, it's still very early in the season. There is still a lot of games to go. Norwich should go mm. next week uh, to I can't think of their play but they could go next week and win 2-0. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know,
0: they they did it the other season. They, they gave teams a game. I think they beat
1: Manchester City at Carrow Road
0: mm. um, with Timmy Pookie bagging a, cup, a couple so of So Norwich dogs.
1: next week had got Leicester, mate. Yeah. So, oh, that's a, that's at, a banker. At Carrow that's Road. A, <laughs> that's a banker, that
0: is. That's Norwich win all day. <laughs>
1: I'll be fuming, mate, if Leicester did beat to a team like that. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> So, basically, you've just been told, but you've just been given the excitement of going to the Premier League for the second mm. time in three years, and you've been told that you've got to face three of the last four five Premier League champions in the first three weeks. Yeah. And two of those are at home. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd, I'd sort of sit
1: there and go, oh, okay, well, hello again to the Championship. I mean, after the Leicester game, mate, they've got Arsenal away. I mean... That's, uh, that's, that's going to uh, be a very, very big game for both Yeah, teams, Especially... Because
0: Arsenal have got Manchester City, I think, next week. Arsenal have got Man City next week, yeah.
1: So that's going to be a massive game. I mean, if, if Norwich do win that, where 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 do we... I mean, going back to... Where do we put Arsenal on the map on that the Premier League? Yeah. Do you know, because you know, after I, I, Norwich, you've got Burnley. feel that
0: if Man City beat Arsenal, and then Norwich mm. beat Arsenal. I think we'll be looking for a new Arsenal manager.
1: Yeah, I think I have to agree. I was just about to say that myself. I really I, do. I, I I think
0: Arteta is, and and we'll we'll discuss it a, a briefly in a bit about the Championship and and Millwall. But mm. I, I do feel that there's only so much your your fans can deal with before the the force turns. Mm. You know, you look at a percentage bar, Um, you know, you ask the question of how many, you know, football manager does it, it, you see these polls, these fake polls, it says, do you think so-and-so should be sacked? And the percentage bar is a decent amount of no to the yes. But Mm. then as you watch that go along, the results stay the same and they're just as poor, then that percentage bar can change. And, And you just feel that, at this stage in in Arsenal's you know in Arsenal's league yeah. mm. or their their, their season, that a defeat to Manchester City and not winning against Norwich will put that heavily in Arteta being out.
1: I agree. I mean, flipping it to Norwich with Farker again. Do you reckon if they lose to Leicester, then Arsenal that be four losses on the spin? Could his name um, even be up for consideration? Maybe, but again, it's.
0: Again, it's it's a different set of circumstances if you look at it. Norwich are in the Premier League; they've just been promoted. They've got to play four big clubs in the first four weeks. There's there's yeah. no Palace, there's no Brentford, there's no Watford, there's no Newcastle. There's there's nothing there. Maybe the Leicester game that you might might see that they could potentially get a result at. But yeah. if 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 you if you'd said to me at the beginning of the season. Norwich have got Liverpool, Man City, Leicester and Arsenal the first four games how many points would you expect them to get mm. the majority of people outside of Norwich would probably sit there and go oh they won't get a point they might get a point against Leicester but that's about it yeah yeah um, so uh, it's a different set of circumstances for Farka because of the fixtures that he's got but if Arteta has played Brentford Chelsea, Man City, and Norwich, and not got six points out of those four games. Mm. You, you're sort of sitting there questioning, well, we've given you thirty million for Odegaard, fifty million for White, thirty million for Ramsdale, however many million it was for Tavares, mm. and you've got zero points from your first four games. They start asking questions. They're going to start asking questions, especially mm. if they still haven't scored a goal yet. Mm. Because that's ah. that's another problem as well. Can you see Arsenal scoring against Man City next week? After God. what you've seen so far, can you see him s-
1: score? Uh, mate, I can't, and I I can see them getting the a in four or yeah. five. I yeah. really can. I, I mean, but Brentford played them off the park. I thought first week. Yeah, but and Brentford, Man City is just a different those
0: situations where you probably don't want to play the team that's just come up through the playoffs. They're at home mm. for the first time in the Premier League and
1: they've got the fans there. That's probably not exactly what you want. See, this is another thing though, mate. If you, if, with the likes of Brentford, who have come up, mm. they're, they're playing good football already. With Norwich, I just don't see it. There's No. no. And I don't get that. How can a team like Brentford come up, who have never been in the Prem? But you've had Norwich who keeps coming up and down. Surely they must yeah. know the ropes by now. What sort of style of football you have you, to play? You, you would have done. But again, Norwich have had a lot more.
0: I think a lot of their creative players have gone this year compared to what they've had the last previous. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Brentford, yeah. Brentford could probably take this as just enjoy it. Yeah, true. It may not be a chance that you get in the Premier League again. Enjoy it. Get results, play the way you've been played. You know, I, I think Thomas Frank is a very, very good coach and mm. what he's done at Brentford. And, and reading about what Brentford have had to go through and and everything about their infrastructure and stuff like that, it gives me a, a newfound respect of why Brentford have done or, or why Brentford have operated the way they have and what they've managed to achieve in that period of time. Because bearing in mind, so 10 years ago, they were fighting out for a, a League Two playoff final.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: you know they they had to close their academy. They they basically the the chairman at the time said we don't want the academy. It's just milking. It's just rinsing money out of the club, and they had mm. to abandon their academy. They've they've basically got no youth system. Mm. You know, and and that's it's meant that they've had to find the likes of Embuemo and Watkins and Ben Rama, Henry. Norse guard, Dowgard, yeah, Jensen, Tony, yeah, you know, Tony, you know, all these players they've had to bring from the lower leagues and sort of build them up to create this side. And, and you know, let enjoy it, as mm. I say, you, you may not get another chance, so just enjoy it. Um, but I do think Brentford are a better attacking side than Norwich, and yeah, I, I, mean, I do think
1: Brentford will do a lot better than Norwich this year. Do you think? Uh, Brentford have got the upper hand with obviously the likes of Tony and stuff, where they've got a, a talisman, and you know what, Pookie. For me, I don't think he's quite Premier League standard, mate. Uh,
0: no, he had he had that really good start, spell at the last time they went up, didn't he? Where he bagged mm. sort of
1: six or seven goals, seven the goals the yeah. yeah, yeah. Because um, I look at it, mate. If he was that good and he had that good start that season, yeah, surely another a, a Premier League team would have been sniffing at the time.
0: Yeah, maybe, but then you don't know how what, what Norwich were asking for.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, there is that, I suppose, Nor- yeah. Norwich, Norwich could have turned around and said,
0: well, if you want Pookie, we want £35 million.
1: Yeah, and you're just going to turn away, aren't you?
0: And, 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 you know, certain teams probably would have gone, well, he's not consistent enough for us for £35 million. And Norwich would mm.
1: gone, that's fine. Um, Another thing, mate, what I was thinking the other day, I mean, you might disagree, but with the likes of a team like Norwich, why don't they go out and get these free transfers like Gary Cahill, mate? Who hasn't got so, a club at so the minute. Say that again, mate, you broke up again. Sorry, mate. I said, uh, with the likes of Norwich, with the yeah. players here, they've got that, and they need some more Premier League standard players. Why don't they go out, get the free transfers, i.e. Gary Cahill, and, you know, the, team, the players will have been released, mate.
0: Yeah.
1: What, and strengthen that way. Palace is 11. Yeah. Well, you could do, mate. There's players there, what probably could do a job for Norwich. Yeah, I'll I'll just, I'll, I'll
0: I certainly the... see. I certainly see why you'd think that, but are they going to be able to be get through a season in the Premier League and then a season in the Championship? Uh, possibly,
1: possibly not. But could or are you they use not going not miss... want
0: to bother playing in the Championship mm. if they can't guarantee another season in the Premier League. Yeah,
1: yeah. Get your point. I get your you point.
0: Know, these these players, I know what you're saying, and, and you know the likes of Townsend and, and Cahill and. Bertrand and a few others that got released last year that's all well and good but they're not stupid enough at this point to want to sit there and go to a club that they don't feel is going to be good enough to stay in the Premier League I know Kay who went to Bournemouth last week mm. but with what Parker's done at Bournemouth already I think they're going to be a better side than, than I've given them credit for over the last sort of 18 months and mm. um, So, they've got a really good chance of going up this year, I feel. Um, But, you know, Bertrand got offered a chance to play at Leicester. Would would you rather play at Leicester or Norwich? Yeah, well, yeah. Townsend went to Everton. Would you rather play at Everton or Norwich? Mm, Yeah, you're right. So, it's difficult for Norwich to sort of do that. Again, you know, we'll probably have this argument every season. I guarantee we will. It's it's us two. but. Mm. You know, the the way that Norwich are doing things, I don't have an issue with. I think it depends on what the the board wants to do going forward, whether or not they've given Farker enough money and he just hasn't brought the right team in, or they're mm. prepared to sort of sit there and go, OK, well, give us another season in the Premier League, we get another let- set of money, we go back down, you get us the Championship again, and we'll go from there.
1: I mean, surely, though, after a while, mate, it's not going to work and they might not get promoted from the Championship because that yeah. Championship, mate, is getting more and more harder every year. Oh, yeah, of Since, course it is. Yeah, yeah. You, Cha- you know.
0: To me, the Championship is one of the best divisions outside the top tiers of, it, of European football. Mm. Uh, it's such a competitive league and it's so... to sort of... call how a season's going to uh, pan out because there's there's just so many different situations and scenarios that are created through these teams. You know, Barnsley getting into the playoffs last year when they just survived by beating Brentford on the last day of the season. You know, it's, it's one of those where anything can really happen. Whereas, you know, the Premier League, it's guaranteed that Man City, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Spurs are going to finish in the top six.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you. And it's but, yeah. likely
0: going to be United, City, Chelsea, and Liverpool finishing the top three, and it's take pick of what else comes up. Mm. Whereas the Championship, you could probably say, all right, Fulham and West Brom, but then who? who? who do you then go for? Y- y- yeah, true. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I, I do see your point. It could be a case where Norwich, Norwich gambles too much and they find a season where they can't get back up. But then they've got the parachute payments, which again is another thing that. A lot, a lot of lesser championship teams and League One teams struggle with the concept of the parachute payments because it's still investing them money for going mm. down. Mm. You know, as an example from from Tuesday last week, Fulham played Millwall at the Den and, and Fulham battered Millwall, and you know it was it was it was hard to watch because Fulham were just just ridiculous. But you look at their their, their salary; it was a hundred million. Mills yeah. were six. That was the yeah. squad budget, you know. Mm. And it's the same sort of situation with with the Spurs Man City game last week. You know, Man City Man City squad cost eight hundred and fifty million. Spurs, I think, cost eighty to ninety to maybe even a hundred. Yeah, you know, there there's, there's a, a, there there is a big goal, and you know, I do feel that Norwich are probably just. Not stockpiling but just making sure that they've got enough to see them through if they don't go up straight away next season but as you've pointed out you know the question is when do the board get bored of, of seeing this and do they look at trying to change it
1: and only time will tell
0: and again this is the thing it's still very on in the season um, I will talk about your club before we move into the championship because then I have to talk about my club I don't really <laughs> want to but we will um, obviously your your lot play West Ham tomorrow night uh, thoughts before the game are you expecting a, a <sighs> tough game at West Ham? is it at King Power is it at the Olympic no, Is that the
1: Olympic mate yeah, um, so, is, a is that one. a
0: potentially tough game for you are you expecting a, a tough game out of that
1: yeah, mate I'm expecting a tough game I mean the comeback against Newcastle I thought were quite good mm. Um. I don't I feel they're a bit probably weaker in last year because of obviously Lingard and in it. But they're <coughs> a banana skin team, mate. I think yeah. they can do it. I I wouldn't want to call it, mate, to be honest. I can see yeah. I can see West Ham probably nicking it. I can see Leicester nicking it. I think at this present i will take a point. Yeah. And and just let's get away from there and take a point. But if we're going to be top four contenders, mate, mm. we've got we've got to beat these sort of teams. Um, I can't see West Ham being up there as high as they were last year. I yeah. really can't. Um, I think Europa would take a big hit on West Ham Mm. Um, but Leicester mate they're looking strong they're signing some good players it's just wouldn't they gel with lots of Dakar didn't Mm. feature last game and Samare who's another Ndini Vestergaard would he get his start this time round who who
0: started at the back last last weekend was it Vestergaard and and... no you Um... had um,
1: Amarty and, and Sunchu right okay And then, obviously, Bertram were out with uh, COVID. So, we had Luke Thomas in there. Yeah, because it was a a one-on-win, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scrappy. I mean, Wolves played well, to be fair, and Mm. deserved a point. But uh, I think Leicester have got enough in them to do West Ham tomorrow. But, yeah, I wouldn't want to call it, mate. Mm. Where do you see
0: the likes of Leeds and Brentford and...
1: Um, Wolves finishing this year good question um, Wolves I think they'll be safe enough But I mean from what I've seen they're playing some good football mm. uh, if they can get Jimenez scoring again might take yeah. a while um, I think they'll be fine Brentford are they treating every game as a cup final mm. and they're just going all out will they stay up I think they might just scrape it
0: well, four points from two games
1: yeah yeah. I mean not conceded a goal yet yeah, it's decent. I mean, if they come up against the top side, how mm. will they pan out with the Chelsea's and the Liverpool's would be interesting. Yeah, um, And I give credit to the manager. I think he's decent. Um, Leeds, on the other hand, I, I, mate, I just someone said to me, they're going to be down fighting for relegation.
0: Yeah, this is why I wanted to talk to you about that. Because um, mm. obviously, we, me, me and Jack were adamant last season that Leeds are a very good side. Mm. And, we we didn't have an issue with them staying up, we, we or going down. We we thought they'd be quite happy staying up. Mm. But you whether it's because you want to add a bit of controversy or you genuinely think this way, you, mm. you seriously believe Leeds will go down this season? why why, why do you think mm. that? And is it because of what happened at Sheffield United, or do you think the teams have found out how Bielsa works or
1: yeah, mate, I think you just hit that one straight there. Uh, you two yeah. the words I think the fan I think the found his way, Bielsa's yeah. way. And I mean, last season you'd you'd have fancied Leeds to beat Everton at Leeds, in my opinion. Mm. And and they were lucky to get a point yesterday. And I I mate, I, I just feel they're one side they'll they they just play one way. They haven't got yeah. a plan B. If you can get on top of them at the start, they'll crumble. I mean, you look at United, they they just hit another gear, Leeds couldn't deal with it. No. And I just think, I'm not saying they'd probably go down, mate. I think they'll be around there now. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they do go down. And you always see when they come up, teams come up, they're not as good the second time around Like Sheffield United I called when they're back for fantastic mm-hmm. seasons. I yeah. said, I think they'll be down there. And they'll be mm-hmm. able to get renegaded. Yeah, argument needs to got better players. I get that. And they've got a better manager, which again, Chris Wilder's decent because United he were. But... Mm. I, I just think I just think Leeds have been found out, mate. And yeah. uh, if, if they don't beat the likes of Norwich and and Brentford and Palace and Burnley, then I can't. I think, yeah, I don't see them staying up, mate. Mm. I think it's a long season for Leeds. I really do.
0: Okay. Well, we've
1: we've spent a considerable amount of time
0: trying to give people the impression that we know what we're talking about when it comes to Premier League football. Um, so now we're going to try and do exactly the same with the championship. Um, four games in now. Yeah. Better sort of idea of, of where everything is at the minute. Obviously, at the moment, West Brom and Fulham are looking like the runaway leaders of the, of the league. Is that something that you'd expect to stay the same going throughout the season?
1: Yeah, I think so, mate. Um, I think West Brom more than Fulham, to be honest. Yeah. Um, West Brom looked really good. Um, Fulham, I was a bit a bit iffy about, to be honest, mate, when, when uh, obviously Parker left. And I thought, it could be interesting because Parker did change a lot of their play when he came in as manager. Um, but, mate, I think yeah, they'll probably be up there now after seeing them four games. I, I've i been keeping up, actually, with the Championship this year. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Fulham, yeah, I don't think they'll win it. I do not think they'll win the champ, but I think they'll be up there. No, I think I think West Brom will be the runaway leaders again, mate.
0: Can you can you see that Carvalho going from Fulham, or do you think that they're going to be able to Mm. keep him there? Because you know, I know it's again a lot of people are singing his praises very early on, and he looked very good against Mill. And again, I'll I'll talk about Mill in a moment. Um, But you know, he's definitely a a breath of fresh air for the, the championship.
1: Can you see? Fulham keeping hold of him. I can see it, mate. If if and it's a big if if if, if, if they think they if he thinks they're gonna go up, I think he'll stay because he can be yeah. the main man for Fulham there. Yeah, and and if he gets top flight football, mate, I'm sure he'd love to take that. Yeah, the only way he's gonna go, mate, is a big club comes in with big money, big wages, yeah. and will they? I don't. I don't see it. I think for him, I'd stay in the in the champ for a season, mate, with with the Fulham squad, yeah, and see where you go from there. I think it'd be a big loss for Fulham, mate, if he does go. Mm. I mean, but they haven't got long to hold out. They've got what a, couple, a few days now to hold out to the transfer window yeah. ends. Then you're talking about January, but you can't really see it. if they're up there in January, mate. I just, mm. can't see him leaving. No. Um, what do you make
0: of that? Uh,
1: You there, mate? How are you there?
0: Yes, yeah. Sorry, I don't know what's happened there. Can you hear me?
1: Sorry, mate, say that again.
0: I was just saying, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Carry on. Yeah. Now, I was just going to say Ishmael at West Brom, do you think he's settled in well and do you think that he's been a good fit or do you think that's more of the squad that he's inherited?
1: Um, see again, mate. I weren't a big fan when he when he got appointed. I thought surely he can go bigger and better. Um, but I, I, like you have always said, with wages and stuff, maybe it was a low cost manager because he was at Barnsley and they're not going to pay a major wage. Uh, but I feel like it's been a great fit for him. It did it, it, it shock me, mate. And they're playing some good football. He brought Alex Moat in, who settled straight in, scored a great goal at the weekend. Um, I, I think he'll do well from if he takes them up. Is he the right man for that job? It's hard for for West Brom to stay up, and I don't think he's the right man if they do go up to stay. Are You with me, Jacko? Um,
0: yeah. One of these prize packages that have have happened have come out of. This championship so far, Stoke mm. City. Mm. Um, obviously 10 points from their four, first four games, along with West Brom and Fulham. Um, did you see that at the start of the season?
1: No, definitely not, mate. Huh? I mean, Mark O'Neill, mate, he's, he's done well, hasn't he? He's, yeah, he's, yeah. Can, he keep, can he keep it going though? That's mm. the thing. I mean, the have beat some good sides. I mean, the Forest, I know, not having a great season, but the have beat well. Swansea is the only team they've beat but again they've been poor yeah. so is it a case of have they played a big enough team yet in the championship for us to get a good view of them can they beat the likes of Fulham the West Broms? you know so is, yeah. is it about t- time Stoke picked up again I, to be honest mate if you said maybe wouldn't Stoke play I don't think I could
0: anymore
1: <laughs> yes, you, you know it's, it, I just feel
0: yeah,
1: Stoke could be there with thereabouts I don't think they'll be pressurising for the top two no I really, I really don't
0: do do you see Bournemouth going up under Parker this year?
1: Oh, mate! What well, they got on eight points, sitting mid-table. I oh, know it's only four, four games gone. I mm. oh, I think they'll get playoffs. I, I can't yeah. see them getting automatic promotion. It's, again, the championships—it's too, too open this year, mate. Yeah, you, you, you can't call it. I mean, but he has changed Bournemouth. i give him that they do look more of a force. I mean, has he done anything else? What Woodgate would have done? You boys, you, probably, you and Jack will probably know more than me on that, but do you not think they should have given Woodgate another go? No, season? I don't.
0: I, I, no? Rate, I, I don't rate Woodgate as a coach anyway.
1: No, so you've seen it first and obviously championship. But you know,
0: he, he, he basically, he almost got Middlesbrough down.
1: Mm.
0: You know, he, he took over a side that was in the playoffs anyway. And you and I will have an argument about that until the cows come home as well. <laughs> um, and, and he lost in the playoffs.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. So I don't feel that, that Woodgate was the right man for the job. I think Parker's a very good coach. I just think he got very unlucky with Fulham last year. They got they they had a really good run of a couple
1: of injuries, and they just sort of, I think that what Austin, a Premier League place. Um, I just can't see how he's left a, a Fulham for a Bournemouth. In my opinion, is, is it he'll, money?
0: He'll, again, situation similar to Norwich. Down, up, and
1: he's gone
0: down again. Mm. Uh, As he, that's seen with yeah, he, yeah, the, case that of ball might get hit. That, that if it's on with it, stay in the. Uh, mm. This but you could ask, ask, ask about that. Um, you know, I, I I feel that the championship is is a hell of a lot tougher than it was last year. Um, mm. especially with the caliber of, of players and managers that are in there. uh, Marco Silva as Fulham boss I just think brilliant I I think Marco Silva was Uh, unlucky at Everton um, I think he did a great job at Watford (coughs) you know he's been given a chance now to sort of get Fulham back up you know Jukanovic Mm. as well I thought he'd done a good job when he was at Fulham Mm. before Parker came in you know he'd got Fulham up and he made Fulham look a strong side but I think Yukaovich has got his work cut out at Sheffield United. I think a lot of confidence has gone from that side, and you can see from the table, you know, they have only picked up one point so far. Yeah, um, you know, Forrester's sitting <laughs> solidly at the bottom. I think you and Jack would be happy with that.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, that is surprising but, me though, because with the manager they've got, mate, for yeah, like shooting again, in charge. You know,
0: again, you, you know, you've got McCarthy at Cardiff, you've got Warnock at Middlesbrough, you've got. Ikanovic at Sheffield United, Ishmael at West mm. Brom, Parker at Bournemouth, um, O'Neill yeah. at Stoke. You know, the, the Marco Silva at Fulham. They, these are not bad managers. You know, mm. O'Neill got Northern Ireland to their first Euros in God knows how many years. Yeah. You know, and it's you know, it's not often that you can say that about Northern Ireland. So he obviously knows what he's doing. Warnock's got Cardiff up and down. McCarthy's Spent years, you know, Wolves. Uh, It was prime example of that. Um, So yeah, so it's it's a lot tougher this year, Um, Mm. and I do feel Forest are going to be struggling. I'm I'm not surprised by this at all. I am surprised that Derby have managed to start off as well as they have done. I I thought Derby would be where Forest are with zero points after four games. Um.
1: Yeah, but, sitting mid table, 14th. Yeah.
0: You know, Birmingham, Lee Bowie. I think Lee Bowie is a very underrated manager.
1: Yeah. This, uh,
0: you know, he's got Birmingham sitting up there, you know, only a couple of points outside of the class already. Luton again, Luton are, are sides that you you didn't seem to think that he, Jones would be a good fit, but mm. he took a League One club and made them a stable championship club. You
1: know? Yeah. Um, again, it's still very early. Even uh, the surprise package for me, I've got two, mate. Is uh, Mark Warburton at QPR? QPR are a good side. QPR
0: are a very good side. What well, the, the the players that they invested in this summer yeah. make QPR a very dark horse for the playoffs this year.
1: Yeah, and, and he's a good yeah. manager as well. I he think. is a very
0: good manager at this level. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Mark
1: Robbins, mate. Cough. Jeez. That's a shock, you know, them sitting in fourth. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to see that, but...
0: No, but again, Coventry are one that they've had to sort of rebuild from the ashes, as it were. Mm. And having, you know, no ground and then a ground and then sharing with a team that isn't even anywhere near them. Um, You know, they've had a lot of stuff to put up with. So to see them sitting there, I, I don't think, I don't think they'll be in the playoffs from the end of the season. I think they will quite happily sit in mid-table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a good start for them. So it'll be interesting to see how they get on. Um, obviously, the one I'm sure you're wanting me to get to now is Millwall. Um, yeah, it, it's been a it's been an interesting start to the season. Um, you know, up until we played Fulham, we'd had. We've had a tough, we've had a tough run of fixtures. Um, you know, if you, you were to turn around and say to me, you've got QPR away, first game of the season. We haven't won there since 1989. Blackburn did the double over us last year. Um, Fulham, who haven't lost at the Den in their last six uh, before this week, and then we've got to go away to Cardiff. And McCarthy hasn't lost in his last seven games against Millwall.
1: Mm.
0: You know, I'd be happy with two points. Yeah. I, I think what I'm not happy with is the way that the points have been done. You know, QPR, we conceded a silly goal because no one closed him down and the guys had a shot from a mile away and it's gone in. I know Rob Dickey has got that in his locker. They've, they've there's so many examples of it, but to me, that's someone not defending properly, and they should have done. Blackburn again, Blackburn look a very poor side. They did not look good at all. Um, and they had one shot on target, and that was from a set piece that we missed. Mm. And we've come away with the point. Fulham are a different cat of fish,
1: and we've discussed that
0: earlier. You know, we we got blown away within the first ten minutes, and I was expecting it to be four five. It was last year. Um, I think we played them in October, and we were four nil. Uh, not last year, the season before, we were four nil down after about twenty minutes. Um, and then, you know, yesterday's I think more frustrating than anything because it solidified that whatever Row it's trying to do isn't working this year, and. I'm, you know, I'm sort of sitting in this. I've given Rowett a lot of time and a lot of patience, and I think he's done wonders for this club. You know, Harris got us into the championship, kept us in there. Rowett's taken us to two positions in the top ten in the last two seasons. The guy obviously has something that clicks, but whatever it is, it's not clicking at the moment. And I think it has to be there has to be a change considered. We've got a big, big game against Blackpool Saturday. Mm. He's a must win already, and we're only four games into the season. Um, and he has to be attacking. It has to be more more forward thinking. I, I think I, I, we've discussed it at length about Southgate, England. Mm. And I see Rowett as doing something similar. So, for the first 10 15 minutes, he will want, want us to get a goal. Once we've got that goal, yeah. we'll sit back, allow him to, to have the ball, hit him on the counter, use the pace of Wallace and the phobia, Malone and, and Saville to, to create counter attacking chances and get a couple of goals there. But defend solidly for 90 minutes. That's how I see Rowan playing. And if You've got the quality of players that Southgate had for England. It probably works week in, week out. But these players aren't the quality that you've got for England. You haven't got a Harry Kane or Sterling or Walker or a Mount or Rice or a Williams or a Phillips mm. or sorry or Foden. You know We've got Jed Wallace, who's been our number one goal contributor for the last two seasons. And Jake Cooper, who's probably been one of our best centre-backs going into this year. Um, so it, it's difficult. It's frustrating because a lot of the fans were very eager for this season to start, you know, a lot of talk a lot of people were sort of predicting Millwall to finish in the playoffs. Yeah. A lot of people that aren't even Millwall fans were, were doing sort of predictions for the season and a lot of them were saying Millwall are gonna sneak in. But from what I've seen so far this year, we just don't look like we're going to be anywhere near the top six. We look like we're going to be just about coping for mid-table at this rate. Um, and I it's mean, where the where Millwall
1: go, mate, if you do lose to Blackpool? What, what's going through your mind then? As uh, a,
0: a lot of fans are calling for Rowett to go already. A lot of fans mm. are fed up with the negativity that, that is surrounded by it. Um, I think losing to Blackpool Saturday will just solidify that, um, you know, uh, the the fact that we had a 17-game run last year where we didn't get a win, mm. um, you, you know, he's still very fresh in a lot of fans' minds, so people are expecting that to happen again, you know. Mill have always had a history of starting off slowly and, and working their way through. Um, so hopefully we can get three points on Saturday. But we have to look more convincing. We, we have to be defensively sound, which we haven't been. You know, it, you, you're not a Mill fan. You don't watch Mill very often. But you'd sit mm. there and think that Mill can defend set pieces all day, every day. Mm. But for whatever reason this season, we just seem to be lacklustre at defending set pieces. And four of the 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 goals that we've conceded in these first four games are from set pieces.
1: I mean, mate, if you lose to Blackpool, the next fixture you got West Brom away, which don't get any easier for you. So no, so
0: we we have to get this. What I mean, it's such a big big game on Saturday. As stupid as stupid as it is to announce that so early, we we need to get a win Saturday. We Mm. we desperately need to because then it gives us a chance to move on. And even then if we don't get a result against West Brom, we're not sitting on two points and you know, if Forest were to win, you know, or Sheffield United were to win, we're then in the bottom three. And Mm. it you'd rather be trying to look up than look down first sort of ten games of the season because you want to see what you can try and achieve, but if we're still sitting where we are at the bottom after the first 10 games, I could see it struggling to stay up this year. I really could.
1: Well, mate, well, like I said, I, I had rumours that Millwall were going to finish in the top six. Yeah. That's well, what I've been seeing as well. i so. saying to
0: you and Jack, mm. uh, throughout the summer, you know, oh, this guy said Millwall finishing finish in six, this guy said Mill finishing the playoffs, this guy said this, and all that sort of stuff. And the mm. rec- recruitment's been good, you know, he, he brought in Ballard. Ballard's a superb centre-back, which just dumbfounds me at why they won't give him a run out in the Arsenal team yeah. because he's by far a better player than Holding i take Ballard over Holding any day and I'm not even an Arsenal fan
1: yeah. um,
0: you know Scott Malone being signed was he was such a good contributor from, from left back last year George Savile coming back he, he did really well the first season in the, pre, uh, in the Championship got his head turned by Middlesbrough and he hasn't been the same player since um, Benny Kofobi you know, we, we've been crying out for a striker to be consistent, and so far he's got two goals in four games. Yeah, uh, you know, he. We we were saying this about Parrott last year, and nothing happened. But a come in, and he, he's got two goals already. So, you know, the recruitment has been good. Um, you know, we've lost key players to injury already. McNamara, Hutchinson, and Leonard's. You know, they're, they're big names. McNamara, especially, he's come out of absolutely nowhere. And done really well since his loan spell at St Johnston um, he is now the number one right back and um, you know he's out until the international break. Leonard's out until after the international break. Hutchinson may be back before the international break. Mm. he's a big player to lose in the first sort of three games of the season um, but you know we there's still another forty two games to go. anything can happen between now and may um we'll just have to wait. But hopefully, hopefully the right things are done. You know, Rowan's mm. done well for Millwall. Berylson's given him time and he started investing in it. You know, Berylson does a lot for the club that a lot of people don't understand. You know, he I think he he, he burnt a lot of money keeping the club afloat last year. And he, he wants the club to do well. He's, he's put his, his heart into this club. And, you know, I feel that if he goes, that we won't be looked after well enough by the next person.
1: Mate, yeah. do you reckon if Rowett got the sack, you'd bring Neil Harris back? No. I don't one, think that
0: would happen. Um, Harris, the the problem with Harris, Harris was very much one-dimensional, never gave a plan B. Um, and I don't think he's a championship quality manager. Hmm. I think South End would have been an ideal job for him. But knowing the circumstances that End have been in, I can understand why he wouldn't have taken it. But according yeah. to an interview he had um, the other week, I think it was at the Fulham game or the Blackburn game, a couple yeah. of the press guys who spoke to him there, and he said that he'd, he'd been given offers, but he didn't feel they were the right projects for him and he's just spent a bit of time away and spent a bit of time with his family, and, and now he's looking at getting back into the, the scene. So, he'll probably look at maybe a League One, League Two club and sort of build up, build, build his reputation back up from there going forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, mate, uh, I'm going to ask you this question now. Who's going to finish uh, in the playoffs and top two, and who's going to be the bottom three?
0: Uh, top two, Fulham West Brom take your pick, who who finishes first. (laughs) Um, I've been adamant of that from from day one. Um, Playoffs, I'd probably go with going on early form. Uh, There's going to be a couple of surprises out of left field for this. Um, Mm. Dale, if you're listening, mate, you owe me a tenner for this. (laughs) Um, Bournemouth, QPR, Birmingham and Cardiff. Mm. I, I think if Sheffield United are struggling come October, I think they're not going to be anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, I do think QPR and Cardiff are going to be good enough this season. I think, as much as we joke, I think Kiefer Moore is a very good striker at this level. Yeah. Um, he didn't bag one yesterday, luckily, because I wouldn't have heard the fucking end of it from you. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's a good enough striker at this level. I think. Parker at Bournemouth will be fine I I think Stoke may be up there Um, but again as you've mentioned they haven't played some of the big teams yet and you don't know how they're going to react if they play Fulham, West Brom and maybe Bournemouth in in three weeks in a row or something Mm. Um, bottom three I would have said at the start of the season Derby, Blackpool and um, Peterborough probably Mm. Um, I think Hall might be down there but at the moment um, I, it could be Forest, Blackpool, Millwall. Um, you know, I, I just, yeah, yeah I'll I, if i if I'll be a lot more optimistic about Millwall's chances this season once we get a win. Mm. Millwall will bomb by now, I'll be absolutely fine but at the minute we, we haven't got a win. We're, we're at the moment, averaging a, a result of two one a week, you know we're scoring one goal. In, we've, we've scored four goals and conceded eight. We 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 need to sort of we need to turn that the other way.
1: Yeah, um,
0: but we're not renowned for being goal scorers, so yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I see it at the moment. I, I think yeah, I think. Bournemouth, QPR, Birmingham and Cardiff will be the four in the playoffs. And I'm going to go with um, Blackpool, Hull and Derby as being the ones going down.
1: Well, I mean, mate, the one I said uh, at the start and that who's not uh, done well as I thought is Bristol.
0: Yeah, I, I think they're struggling a lot now. I, I'm surprised because I thought Pearson would be really good at Bristol.
1: You know, I think we yeah, all...
0: Agreed with this last year, um, but for whatever reasons, it's not started off well at all. Yeah, it's not uh, clicking at all, is it? No, so it'll be interesting to see what, what they do going forward. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, again, it's there's still 42 games to go, it's still really, really early. I don't think you can sort of any solidly claim where pit teams are going to finish this early on until at mm. least a third of the way through. Um but yeah, I suppose these predictions are always fun so that if you're wrong and I'm right, I can always just play into you. <laughs> at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, we need to get people to get their predictions in, I think. We
0: do, yeah. So plug time. Good point. Well done. We <sighs> have been rambling on for an hour. Um so if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at afterextratime time twenty twenty at gmail dot com. Um we do have a Facebook page. We do have an Instagram page. We do have a Twitter page. The um, Facebook is after extra time. Uh, Twitter is at after extra time and Instagram, I think the same. Is that right? It is, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so by all means, leave your comments. If we're wrong, tell us why we're wrong. If we're right, tell us why we're right. And so we can believe you. Um, mm-hmm. We are planning to get uh, some guests on. At some point, I know we did say we were going to get a load of lives done in the Euros, but people got COVID and people got concrete slabs dropped on their feet and all this sort of (laughs) stuff. So it it was a bit difficult times. But
1: hopefully, we have got um, Aaron on next week as well, mate. From Talking Kit podcast.
0: Yes, this is this is one of the news. This is some of the news we should have mentioned at the start. So. Um, for those of you that will not be aware, which is all of you, um, we received an email from Sports Social a while ago um, saying that they uh, another podcast would like to do a collaboration with us. And it is... so. So, the, the name of the podcast again. It is called Talking Kit. Talking Kit. Yeah. Um, we're genuinely chuffed about this. Um, I've been negotiated as the representative of After Extra Time on their pod and Aaron will be with us next week to discuss all things football um, from his side of the show which would be great to hear um, so if you have any questions for that show um, by all means send them into our email again it's after extra time 2020 at gmail.com um, and hopefully we'll have more of these in the future as long as you're nice <laughs>
1: Yeah. And not controversial.
0: Have we warned him that you're quite controversial?
1: Not yet, mate, but I think you'll right. know when he comes on. Yeah, Aaron, <laughs> if you're listening
0: to this, mate, just be warned. Greeny's a knob. <laughs> hey. and that's why we're explicit. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say knob's explicit. I could have gone worse, but no. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, I, I think what we shall do is um, we shall wrap it there for this week. We've We've had to cover quite a bit. Uh, next week we shall cover a little bit less. Hopefully, we'll have some interesting chat along the way. Um, so, yes, yeah, so thank you very much for listening. I have been Jacko Greeny, as always, has been with me. Thank you very much, Mister Green. Cheers, mate,
1: and it's uh, been a pleasure. Yeah,
0: it's been good to to hear you again, and um, we shall hopefully hopefully you will all join us next week.